0: So, right now, Bridgetown is the capital. But back in the 1600s and 1700s, Strikes was the major trading town.
1: Have you ever dreamed of living on a paradise island? That's exactly what Yvonne Campbell is doing for a whole year. Otherworld Travel presents Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island.
2: Hello and welcome to this week's podcast episode. What a difference a few weeks make. We're partially out of lockdown and what else would I be doing but getting out and about and eating and drinking of course. It is one of my favourite pastimes. I had some great fish cakes at a roadside food stand just past Whole Town. I managed to see a stunning sunset whilst having dinner at Cafe Luna on the south coast. They had an excellent value two or three course menu available. I had a bit of a reprieve from shopping at the Lime Grove Lifestyle Centre and stopped off at the West Bar and I found my perfect cocktail. It's called Eau de Vee, and it involves coconut rum, apple and various other bits and pieces. I also had some breaded coconut shrimp on the side. So this is the problem at the moment. We cannot go out and just order drinks. It always has to be with food, which is why I've been eating out quite a lot. I've also had a Sunday roast at the Lone Star with a Yorkshire pudding and everything. So I was pretty excited by that. That is by far one of my most favorite meals. So you've probably heard that in previous episodes. I also had gazpacho as a starter. So I Never had that before But you know what It was perfect for a hot day I managed to have dessert And drinks at the Horny Ram With live music So you heard me right Live music That was a real treat told me before lockdown that the horny ram was the place to go on a Friday night, that it was pretty busy, got a bit rowdy. So I was slightly concerned that it would live up to its name and be a bit rammed, but it wasn't at all. They had lots of protocols in place, socially distanced tables, etc. So it was all good.
1: Life in Barbados.
2: I've also been for dinner and a pub quiz at Dread Hop Brewing. So, I was invited by some Canadian friends, and I think largely I was invited because the quiz master was British and they thought I might have some experience of UK and Irish pub quizzes. They told me to bring my A game. I told them that I knew the national animal of Scotland is a unicorn, so it's a typical pub quiz question. The only problem is, I think I may have slightly overplayed my hand and give them a false sense of security. <laughs> I actually had to hear that unicorn answer at three different pub quizzes before I could remember the answer. It was a popular quiz question that did the rounds a few years ago.
1: Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island.
2: The one thing I absolutely love about my job as a travel agent is checking out hotels and experiences for our clients. My whole podcast is basically trying out experiences so I can share them with you and maybe inspire you to visit this beautiful island of Barbados. This week, I've started to get out and about and doing what we call site inspections of hotels to see what they're all about, see what the different rooms have to offer and what the experience might be for anyone visiting. I visited Coral Reef and Sandpiper, which are two sister hotels on the West Coast.
0: That's the room, and then the bedroom and main bathroom is in here.
2: Practice. So again, similar to Coral with the, the bike company and... Yes, same some, and then, yes. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. And those visits were organised by the super helpful Andrea from Elegant Resorts. We started the day with a work and breakfast at Coral Reef Restaurant, planning the day ahead, getting up to speed on all things related to tourism in Barbados. The
0: hotels. Our pool is not the focal point no. of the hotel.
2: So it's a bit hidden away. It's a little bit hidden away, a little bit more private. Whenever we had a look around Coral Reef, what really stood out to me was the spacious, elegant rooms and the knockout spa that has an outdoor pavilion for couples massage. We went over to Sandpiper, which is currently closed during the quiet season. What was really interesting and unique about Sandpiper was that it was a five-star hotel, but also the majority of the rooms had kitchenettes. There was a Kraken treetop suite, which was this huge suite for two people only, even though it had a lot more space. This particular suite doesn't have a kitchenette, but it does have a wet bar on a massive balcony with enough space to entertain a good 10 or 12 people. So you don't really need a kitchenette if you can get room service delivered or something like that. And we offer complimentary uh,
0: lessons. Oh
2: really? From the pros?
0: Yeah, every afternoon there's a clinic, 4 to 6 p.m. This coming. Wow. with, With these visiting pros. So they get to stay in the hotel, meet the guests and get them interested in tennis. Nice. It's a great program. Very popular.
2: The two hotels were very different in style and offerings, but they were the same high quality of service. And there's also a hotel boat, which you can get for a very minimal cost. If you want to head further up the coast for dinner, you can travel in style. So essentially you can book the boat to take you out for dinner and bring you back again. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Please do subscribe to Life in Barbados to follow my journey and never miss an episode.
1: Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island.
2: I also went on a walking tour of Spightstown with Carlo Goodman of Historic Spightstown Walking Tours. There's
0: evidence that Amerindians were here very before, before the English came in 1627. Right. And there have been um, quite a number of archaeological finds that support.
2: How that. did the British colonization impact on the development of Spightstown and Barbados?
0: The British colonization impacted Spightstown and Barbados significantly in every possible way i mean the names of the streets the architecture to the extent that barbados was actually called little england and Spikestown was called little bristol because of its significant trade with bristol in england even though the town is actually twinned with redding in england and it's also twinned with Charleston, South Carolina, and the colonization. Well, to put it in a nutshell, it brought significant wealth to Barbados since the, the mid 17th century. All these places got the names interesting as well. So on the street where we are. You now it said that very often the shop had to shovel sand out of the street. You know, when it became rough, or so when the city became rough. Right. And believe it or not. Up until the late 1960s, there were houses on both sides of oh, the Oh,
2: really? Can you tell us a bit about the Dutch architecture we saw as we were walking around some of the streets?
0: The Dutch architecture is seen on many of the original buildings that still exist in Spikestone. And they date back to the 17th century. Clearly this shows the, the Dutch influence on the island. And the Dutch play a major role in marketing of the sugar and cane. All oldest buildings is quite some, definitely the oldest one church. You see the overhang balconies. So over here, you
2: see the thickness of the walls. Yeah, gosh.
0: Yeah. And you also notice that there is some old English red brick.
2: Yeah. So oh, these ones are quite new. Yes. But the ones actually are... Up fresh. there, yeah. Yes, yes. You certainly save it up there, aren't you? Yeah. Yes.
0: And a lot of those would have come across in the Started
2: hearing a bit about the history of the Irish and Scottish people here on the island. How did that come about? Mainly the Irish came to Barbados
0: as indentured servants, and they would have harvested the first crops that were cultivated on the island. Those first crops were indigo, cotton, and tobacco. However, when the cultivation of sugar started, and as we know, sugar went on to become king, and that brought all the wealth to the island, they also had to bring the, the black slaves because sugarcane was not just land intensive but labor intensive. So it was found that the indentured servants, they didn't fare very well in the climate and the hard work of harvesting sugarcane. The black African slaves, they fared much better because they were accustomed to the climate. We still have some of the Irish descendants that remained quite poor and they settled on a part of the island on the eastern side called the Scotland district. They started by calling it the Gold Coast. Right. Nineties, it went right to. They said, "Well, it isn't golden anymore. The prices have gone up so much. We've got to find something else." So that's how they got the Platinum Coast. So I don't know what they're going to call it next. But if yeah. you go around here, you will get Mullins, then you will get Gibbs Beach. Yes. Now Gibbs, that name is associated with South Carolina as well. There's a Gibbs Art Museum. So the same Gibbs that owned that plantation, they went over to South Carolina and St. Nicholas Abbey and so on, I'll give that whole connection sometime as well. Just on Gibbs Beach, there's a property called Sleeves. it's under renovation now, but that's where the Prince would have stayed last time he was in Barbados.
2: Ah, right. Okay,
0: Prince Charles.
2: Yes. Hey, and we here for a while, weren't they? What are some of the most prominent or historic streets in Spikestown and what is the significance behind them?
0: Now, the Jews have a significant past in Barbados. There's the Jewish synagogue in Bridgetown and there's stories of the Jewish synagogue in Town as well. And many persons believe that it was actually along that street. But that street got its name because a great concentration of the Jews actually had businesses and lived on that particular street. On the maps, you'll see it represented as Church Street, but the nickname, so to speak, for that street is actually Jew Street. Yeah, One of the good things about the evening tour, you can actually see it's the
2: sunset. sunset. Look at that.
0: Beautiful. You can see the old piles from the old jetties. Right. Spinner's Jetty and Archer's Jetty. You can actually see those in the water those go back a couple
1: hundred years life in barbados a year on a paradise island so as you can
2: hear i've been busy i've got quite a few exciting things lined up over the next few weeks which you will hear all about in my future podcasts It's definitely going to include a trip to Coral Reef Spa now that I have seen it. And I'm also going to be doing something which is described as beach tennis. To make sure you don't miss out on these future episodes, make sure you subscribe or follow my podcast on your choice of platform. And if you are enjoying the show, please make sure you leave a review. To find out more how to do this and to access information on all the things I covered in today's show, head on over to life-in-barbados.com forward slash podcast. Make
1: sure you subscribe to Life in Barbados, a year on a paradise island. Go to life-in-barbados.com forward slash subscribe.
2: If you've been enjoying life in Barbados, you're going to want to check out my other show, The Bucket List. Each episode, I chat with locals, guides, and even some people I met along the way on various dream trips, experience safari in Tanzania, road trips across the US, and hiking across Australia's national parks, just to mention a few of the episodes. Go to otherworldtravel.com forward slash podcast. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes.